Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I am your host, I am Shemaine Linney, I'm a fitness and nutrition expert, certified iridologist and biohacker and I'm very happy to have you back with me for another episode and to spend a little piece of your day with me. I'm very grateful. So I hope you'll find this episode interesting and give you some perspective on your health or your fat loss journey and areas you might be having struggles with, specifically cravings and emotional eating. Before I go on, I must emphasize that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational advice only and not to be taken as medical advice. Please do consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. So we're looking at cravings, emotional eating and what they might mean. So there is an aspect of health and fat loss that gets missed most of the time. That's our emotions. And you know what? I don't know if it gets missed so much as it gets overlooked. I mean, we're all aware that our emotions play a big part in how we eat and react to our environment, but we tend to overlook it. We don't give it much consideration maybe when we're making choices. And when we look at women specifically, Most women experience emotional eating, men not so much, it's more of a female thing unfortunately. Women, we're emotional beings, we are nurturers, we are caregivers, we are feeders, we're caretakers, we feed babies when they're born, when they cry it's usually because of hunger, so it's a natural response to us to associate food with emotions right down to giving our kids treats to show that we love them or reward them for good behavior. So it's very innate in us to move towards food to feel good. But when a woman is particularly unhappy or depressed or not satisfied somewhere in her life, it could be with her career, it could be in her marriage or her relationship, it could be in her body, when some sort of unhappiness is there, she is more likely to turn towards food to make herself feel better or as a way to avoid these negative emotions more so than a man would. This is where we're using the food for comfort. So there is a biochemical reaction that takes place when we experience cravings and even give in to cravings. Our body and our brain, they're very, very smart. And they know that if you eat a certain type of food, you're going to get a certain hormonal response. And that hormonal response, if it's going to be a treat or a cookie or chocolate or wine of some sort, it's probably going to be a feel-good hormonal response with some dopamine and some serotonin. So we crave sugar for a few reasons, because we like it, because we have it has addictive properties, or because maybe 
we're tired or stressed and we need a quick pick-me-up. That's usually what I hear people saying is a pick-me-up. So you give in to these cravings and you then have a blood sugar spike. So you get an insulin response, then you get dopamine released. Dopamine and then serotonin, these are our feel-good hormones. They, they give us that feel-good, reward, accomplishment, warm and cuddly feeling. This is why when we have carbs and chocolate, they make us feel good, but only for a small amount of time. Then next, once all of that starts to wear off after that short amount of time of feeling good, now your insulin levels drop. And as your insulin levels come down, so does your blood sugars. So now hunger ensues and more cravings because your body craves that sugar high again because the dopamine and the serotonin levels start to fade also. And most of the time, women who are on some sort of health or fat loss journey, if they do give in to cravings or binge eating or something, not only just the insulin drop and the dopamine and the serotonin, but then they also have this feeling of guilt and failure. And th this is where the vicious cycle comes in. So then you crave more sugar. You end up giving in to the hunger and cravings again. So you get the spike again. You get the boost in hormones again. And then the cycle is just repeated. So you really are stuck in this vicious cycle of up, down, up, down hormonal issues and then I don't really want to get into the fat storage aspect of things but really kind of what may be happening when we are having these cravings and emotional eating. So let's look at stress because stress and tiredness are two biggest ones that will affect cravings. So when you're stressed, you spike cortisol and adrenaline, and this causes your body to look for some hormones to offset them. So that would be your serotonin, your dopamine, which helps you feel good and safe again. So then you have sugar. Your brain says, hey, give me some sugar. It makes me feel good. So you get sugar, which increases that dopamine production and the serotonin and makes us feel good for a while. Then when the hormones drop, the cycle begins all over again. And then you start with increased cravings. And it's not only this. Giving into these cravings, even if the main factor or the main driver is stress, it has a ripple effect throughout your body, which then encourages more cravings. It changes your um, bacteria profile, your microbiome. It'll change dominance of taste buds. So it'll interfere with inflammation. It'll interfere with insulin receptors on the cells. So there's a lot happens. And then when we look at tiredness, and I think this is everyone nowadays, because we're stressed, we're tired. And because we're tired, we're stressed. And it's another cycle. And Sometimes all you can do is laugh because as I say to my clients, like, we know we're stressed. We'll try our best to use our stress hacks and management tools and supplements and teas and all. But sometimes you can't do a lot about stress. It is just your life for whatever the stressor is. But when we look at sleep, if you have poor sleep, well, sleep, of course, directly affects insulin resistance. So a per night's sleep can increase your insulin resistance by 90%. Uh, per sleep will then increase inflammation right down to the cell. That then, of course, affects the insulin resistance even more. 
So now you don't have your cells working, they're not producing energy. So you've got a reduction in available energy, which then causes the brain to stress and malfunction. And then the brain sends out a signal for the fastest, most easily absorbed form of energy. So it doesn't die, which of course is sugar. And your brain knows glucose is the fastest most bioavailable form of energy it can get. So that's where you get overwhelming cravings directed from the brain. So it seems pretty obvious, but most people when they have uncontrollable eating or cravings, they don't stop to reflect on what's going on inside them or what's driving this. Now I will say my clients are very good because I kind of drive them nuts, I brainwash them, shall we say, to reflect on their biomarkers and what's causing certain things to happen. So just to go through a quick list, what are some other things that drive up cravings and emotional eating? So we've already covered the stress and the poor sleep. Both of those will affect anxiety. Anxiety is a big thing for emotional eating as well. We also then have late night eating or snacking in the evening before bed. That will encourage cravings and emotional eating the next day. Eating sugar, eating junk food, Pretty obvious, but yes, it will affect receptors, bacteria, taste buds. Dehydration is one that people don't consider affects their cravings. Dehydration and mineral deficiencies and nutrient deficiencies are big players in, excuse me, cravings and overeating and emotional eating. Then feeling overwhelmed, I suppose, falls into the stress and anxiety category. So overwhelm or multitasking, basically you just have too much to do. There's not enough hours in the day. My new clients have been telling me I need to make the master's guide into a book. And I keep saying, yeah, as soon as you add two more days onto the week, that's no problem. I'll do that. Just I just need two more days on each week. Um, so then feelings of sadness or upset, that unhappiness that I mentioned, loneliness, relationship issues, Kids can cause us to eat, they, and that's that stress factor and the exhaustion. Um, alcohol, your marriage, your relationship, work, all these stress. So really, at the, at the core of all these things that I'm listing, it's mostly stress and exhaustion. Uh, low self-esteem, of course, that feeling of not having self-worth or you're not worth it or it's too hard or you give up easily. So that's a big factor. Then there can be other health concerns that can cause cravings. Um, and then food. Basically, being unprepared with food can cause you to um, have cravings or emotional eat. You start off saying, oh, I don't have anything ready. You take, you grab something simple. Before you know it, you're stuck in that insulin, dopamine, serotonin loop. And you're stuck there and you just continue to make those poor choices. But when we look at this emotional level, it's been recognized that there are certain feelings or emotions that connect to cravings of certain foods. So being aware of this can help you understand your cravings better, why you're having specific cravings and um, maybe help you better deal with your emotions. And some of this has been referenced by Dorian Virtue, who wrote the book Constant Cravings. It's a very good book. If you get a chance, I encourage you to get it from the library or even buy it and check it out. It's, it's an insight into cravings 
that hasn't been mentioned by too many other people in such a plain way, shall we say. So, some of the other things that cause us to crave certain foods. So, there is follow. So, when we crave crunchy snacks like crisps, chips as you call them in Canada and America, and crackers, this is supposedly a connection to chronic underlying anger issues, wanting to crunch and munch is connected to anger issues. Then cravings for high fat foods, generally we see it stemmed from chronic fear or tension or anxiety and depression. Ice cream soothes depression with its creamy, yummy, lovely texture. Um, the number one food craving, of course, is chocolate. And chocolate contains the same chemical the brain creates when we feel romance or feel in love. Meaning women in particular may crave chocolate because it creates the feeling of being loved. So chocoholism may be a cry for love, intimacy and romance. So it's the perfect antidepressant for the lovesick and maybe even the perfect man if if you're over men and you would just prefer chocolate instead um, so then we have burnout or fatigue from pushing yourself too hard that might cause you to crave the stimulating effect of red meat or sharp cheese think of cheeseburgers i crave cheeseburgers because i've been pushing myself too hard then when we look at loneliness stress and emotional distress these can drive cravings or the want for alcohol so our red wine how many of us have said i need a red wine to relax or unwind at the end of the day then chewy and more crunchy foods like cookies m&ms and crackers can also signify stress or frustration and i suppose like the first point i made crunchy snacks like crisps chips crackers they connect to chronic underlying anger issues i would very much put frustration in the same category as anger if i get angry i'm frustrated if i get frustrated i get angry it's kind of the same emotion with me and then feelings of loneliness, of emptiness or sadness. This can cause cravings of pasta and pizza and more of our fatty and carb combination. Frappuccinos, cream cakes, stuff like that. So that's that unfortunate feeling of loneliness and emptiness and sadness, which I fear more people than we recognize experience this now. So studies do suggest Every food corresponds to a certain mood or emotion. So if you want to look at one specific study, you can search from mood to food and from food to mood. A psychological perspective on the measurement of food-related emotions in consumer research. And this is in the Food Research International Journal. And April 2015, you can also find it on ResearchGate. So... Uh, if you want to find out more but anyway in 1982 the american university um, a professor called bernard lyman asked 200 people to imagine themselves experiencing various emotions including anger loneliness and joy and at the same time asked them what food they'd like to eat 
They indicated strong preferences for desserts when feeling happy and loving, but when anxious, they wanted snack foods. And that wasn't just the junk variety, it was also healthy foods as well. So they just wanted to be munching and snacking and just constantly grazing. So each food is craved because it has specific neurochemical catalysts or signaling mechanisms, it has vasoconstriction catalysts helping blood flow better, has amino acids, um, and these will all energize your body or soothe your brain. So these chemicals, they make you feel better, but just for a short period of time. So how would you assess your sugar or junk food cravings? Well, we generally crave sugar for two or three reasons, like I mentioned. Um, so when we feel stressed or unsafe, when we feel tired or exhausted or we've depleted our energy stores, and then when we need kind of those feel-good self-worth dopamine serotonin hormones because there's some sort of unhappiness there somewhere. Um, so the next time you do reach for cookie or chips or some sort of snack, how about you check in with yourself and ask yourself, how have I managed my food and energy levels today? Am I craving sugar because I'm hungry? How stressed have I been today or even this week? Have I done anything to help myself manage my stress? Have I been doing my self-care? Am I using sugar for comfort or to help me cope? Has my self-esteem been affected by something today? Did someone say something to you maybe? What can I do that would leave me feeling rewarded and accomplished and motivated so that would give me those feel-good hormones but that's not sugar or food? And then of course, I ask my myself all this time, am I happy? Am I happy? And if I don't get a straight up answer that yes, 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 totally happy, then it's like, well, where am I not happy? How am I not happy? What is making my heart ache? When you feel a binge or a craving or a bout of emotional eating, come on, stop and take a moment to focus on these questions. Focus on deep breathing, quiet yourself, quiet your thoughts, be still is something I say to myself a lot. Become present in what's going on. Then figure out what else you could do to distract yourself or where else could you get that feeling of reward and comfort and make yourself feel better. Can you exercise? Can you go for a walk in the fresh air? Fresh air does wonders. I think we all know this, but we forget. Um, can you massage some essential oils on your temple and your neck? Maybe some foam rolling, maybe a hot Epsom salt bath. Can you call a girlfriend for a laugh? Could you practice your stretching or your yoga? Whatever it is that doesn't involve food, this will help change you the pattern that your brain follows also. And then you can connect new brain neurons and create new habits and skills for times of struggle that benefit you rather than making you feel worse. You know what? You could even give, make yourself a deal. Say, you know what? If I get through today, then tomorrow at lunch, I'm gonna have a couple of gummy bears or something like that. And I know that sounds contradictory to what I teach, but make yourself a deal so that 
having those few gummy bears is not going to be as bad as binging all evening the night before. So you can set up these little rewards. Again, this is using food as a reward, but you could also do something else. You could say, if I stick to this on Saturday, I'm going to go buy myself a new pair of shoes or something. So get creative. So there is a neurological and a biological and an emotional basis under our cravings. Um, And I don't want to be negligent to the fact that there's also nutrient and mineral deficiencies that are connected to emotional eating. The biggest one probably being magnesium deficiency and then iron, calcium, your B vitamins, salt, sodium as well um, is connected to cravings and emotional eating uh, and even the feelings of sadness, anxiety, shaking, tremors, central nervous system issues can be directly connected to vitamin and mineral deficiencies as well. So staying on top of our body's nutrient needs is going to benefit us on many levels. And come on, how many times have you said it or have you heard it? I know I've heard it a lot is when I can get a client consistent with their nutrition for a couple of days, a week or two, then they're telling me they don't have cravings anymore. They feel more in control. They're sleeping better. Their energy is better. It does come down to nutrition on many levels which can help us manage the cravings and emotions a bit better. So again, that book that I highly recommend if you want to delve more into the world of emotional eating in a a simple, plain to understand way, it's called Constant Cravings by Doreen Virtue. It's a good read. I really enjoy it. I'll go back to it for references I need to. um, And I speak about it to my clients a lot, little tidbits here and there. But I I encourage you to check it out for sure. So I hope you got some insight into why you you may be having cravings for specific foods or what specific foods may mean for you, why you might want crunchy foods, why you might crave chocolate, um, that you reflect on how happy you are in your life. Um, Because our body's always, always trying to tell us something right down to our aches and pains, and then the specific foods that we crave. So as always, sharing is caring. Please share with anyone you feel may benefit from this information. And if you haven't subscribed to my podcast already on whatever platform you're listening to them on, please do. If you've any topics you would like me to cover, let me know. Feel free to reach out to me through my website or Facebook or Instagram and take care guys I'll chat to you all real soon bye